Hello and welcome to episode two of the Scottish Tech Army podcast. I'm Kirsty McIntosh. Thanks very much for all your positive feedback from last week. Uh, it's very much appreciated and, and I'm glad that you're enjoying uh, already what we're doing. Today's episode is a focus on some volunteer stories, which should give you a flavour of the supportive and encouraging environment we have here. Within the Scottish Tech Army, we have a series of development initiatives that are available to all the volunteers. And today, our guest is Izzy Kirkpatrick, who is joining us to talk about her experience of the Tech Mates programme, uh, tell us about her experience of it, and hopefully encourage others uh, to take part, take part in the same uh, same take part in the same initiative. So welcome to the podcast, Izzy. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be here. Tell us a little bit about um, why you joined the Tech Army first and foremost. Okay. Um, well, I was, uh, I had left my previous job just before lockdown. Um, it wasn't in the tech industry, but that's always been, for the last few years, that's always been where I've been wanting to aim for. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I heard about this through actually my dad because I'm not really that great with social media all the time. So um, so what did you get involved in first then when you first came on? Did you, how did you go about getting your, to know your way around the army? Um, well, I went on and I pretty much straight away joined the virtual watercolor channel because um, I figured that's the best way to sort of get to know people. There weren't too many people at that point, so it didn't seem... Like it yeah. was a small pool of people, so I thought, well, yeah, I could, I could potentially, you know, chat to chat to people and and get to know how things are going to be going. Um, and I actually got uh, both Pete and Alistair within the first couple of donut meetings. So uh, you. <laughs> that was that was very helpful because they helped, they gave me advice and really just to to jump in and 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 sort of get involved wherever I felt I could of use so how did you come across the the tech mates program then uh i was um i was working closely with uh with jean doing the uh, book of knowledge um and and the sort of the, the page appeared and that's that was really my first introduction i think to the um to the tech mates um and uh, was it your idea to go to look for a mentor or did did somebody suggest that you might benefit from it what did it how did it uh, I, I thought I'd look look for a mentor there, um, uh, but yeah, I somehow um, uh, I ended up joining the uh, PMO team, the project management office, um, shortly after that getting set up, and uh, I really got along with Margaret, who's the head um, of the PMO group, and I sort of reached out to her sort of separately and uh, and just said, you know, would 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 you be interested in, in, yeah, in mentoring yeah. me? That's fantastic. And how is that actually, how does it work? How did you, what, what happens um, where, where are you given a, something to do and then you have to kind of report back or is it more a case of observing from a distance? You know, what's the, um, how does it work for you? Um, so it's mostly um, observing from the distance. Um, I'm, uh, I do represent PMO at the project managers meetings. Um, on uh, Monday to Thursday, I'm, I'm there 11 to 11.15. Um, but it's, it's really more of a sort of, uh, for, for us anyway, uh, every mentor-mentee relationship is different. 
Um, but for us, it's, it's really just sort of a, helps me my confidence because I do have a tendency to sort of put myself down and uh, not recognize my value. Um, so yeah, it's for us, it's sort of just, um, she's just sort of great and she's there and, and, and I can talk to her and bounce ideas off. Um, and I suppose if you're representing the PMO in various different places, you must be getting to know a lot more new people as well, which is, you know, a great networking experience for you, for you too. Um, so how often do you keep in touch with Margaret um, as a mentor rather than just kind of on the day-to-day business of the PMO? Uh, as a mentor, we meet uh, once a week. Um, we meet on a Tuesday evening uh, f- at four o'clock. Um, Fantastic. It's nice to have that dedicated time. Is it really, is, is it good to know that that's, you've got that every every week, that you've got that place to, and do you have an agenda that you follow? Or is it just literally a nice natural sort of conversation for the two of you? Uh, it's just sort of a natural conversation, yeah. Um, we only started it quite recently, um, being regular. Mm-hmm. um meeting but um yeah yeah we don't have any sort of agenda um it's just sort of self-guided that's fantastic and i suppose you 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 must know then that you can go back to margaret outside of that if you're having a bit of a a question mark or about something about how to do something or or so she's, she's still available to you sort of whenever whenever is needed so how much longer do you think you'll be mentored um by Margaret, is it something that you'd like to see continue for a wee bit longer, um, or do you do you think you may switch to a different mentor for a different experience or a different requirement that you might have? Um, I'd I'd like to keep going with Margaret. Absolutely, um, I may I may end up looking for a mentor specifically for um, web development, which which was my career goal going into this. However, it's it's sort of fifty fifty now. I I really like the PMO side so it, it could be going either way after this. <laughs> I was actually going to ask you about about what uh, what the tech army experience had had done for you in terms of where you thought you might go next so that's really interesting that you've come in with with one idea in mind but actually you know are you saying that there are other avenues that you suddenly realize are open to you is that? Absolutely yeah yeah it's fantastic and it's nice to know actually that you can isn't it that that i mean really no no none of these roads are closed to you it's uh, just sometimes you just need that bit of confidence that says heck i can do this you know um well listen it's been really nice meeting you um thank you very much for joining us um on the pod um and uh, i hope we'll catch up with you again at some point soon absolutely yeah thank you very much thanks lizzie yes If you're interested in the mentoring programme that's available to you through the Scottish Tech Army, make your way over to the Book of Knowledge and search for mentoring there. Very delighted to welcome to the podcast Rick Clark and Ree Batstone, who have both worked together as part of a team that's been delivering on the Homebrew Challenge. So welcome to the podcast, guys. Thanks for having us. (laughs) Um, Ree, could you maybe tell us how you, uh, when you joined the Tech Army and, and, and why you signed up originally? Yeah, so um, I'm a CodeClan graduate from the data analysis course and pretty much as soon as that course finished, um, I was aware of the STA and decided to sign up in an attempt to get some experience and not lose any of the skills that I've learned, but just keep practicing and getting involved in the tech industry. Um, Yeah, and Rick actually was the one that kind of got me into it because I'd had a bit of issues signing up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Why did you join up, Rick? Well, uh, I mean, I remember actually that I 
first saw an advert, or advert is the wrong word, but I saw a kind of call to arms on LinkedIn. One of the people that come and done an industry talk, whose name I've actually forgotten, <laughs> um, <laughs> had put up, um, I'm going to leave that up for you if you like, um, had put up a thing called kind of call to arms to join the STA. So I, I signed up, got on the Slack channel, but of course then was kind of bombarded with messages every day. And because I was in the middle of phone clan, it was very difficult to kind of keep up with what was going on. And uh, I was a little bit naive, I suppose, as well, because I, I thought that someone would just kind of like tap me on the shoulder and say, do you want to get involved in this? Uh, but in actual fact, um, I kind of quickly learned that um, if you want to get, get involved, that you actually have to keep sticking your hand up. Um, uh, so um, so upon um, finishing at Code Clan, it, uh, it seemed like a really good opportunity to try and get involved in something. Uh, and uh, and then began a, a, a kind of series of trying to get picked for something. It was like being, it's like being at school, you know, pick me, pick me. Um, but um, uh, anyway, that's how it began. That's really interesting. And actually, it's, it's a valid point that you make about um, about just having to kind of get stuck in the in, as uh, the community hosts that are now welcoming new members into the into the organisation are actually they're making a, that very great point. They're sort of saying you're unlikely to be invited to anything because there's so much going on. Uh, it's not because you're not wanted. It's just that it's such an active um, environment that, that really, if you if you if you're interested in something then you just need to kind of get stuck in, you just get waded in there. And, and it might not necessarily be about your skills. It actually may be that you find that there's a project that's very close to your heart as well, that maybe it's a charity that's around the corner from where you live or or something. So I think that's, that's a very good point that you just have to keep putting your hand up and saying, me, 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 um, and, then, and then kind of get on. So, so good for you on that. So um, tell us about what the homebrew challenge is. Not all of the volunteers will, will have kind of discovered it. So what was the homebrew challenge originally? Um, well, I mean, if, um, so as I remember it anyway, is that, that uh, you know, suddenly there was this announcement that they were going to do a, a challenge. And I think I had been on a, a donut call with Shireen previous to that. So I kind of, I'm not saying I had an inside view, but because she had made the announcement, I was kind of able to kind of make a connection uh, that it was something that any of us could get involved in. Uh, I think also what was particularly critical about it was that because both Rhi and I had done a, a course in data analysis. This was straight away something that we might be able to do something of, of value because a lot of the projects that um, were recruiting for volunteers often were looking for people with either business analysis experience or uh, uh, development, software development. And so there wasn't anything or there weren't many things that we could even apply to do uh, that where we could actually you know, use our transferable skills. Yeah. Uh, so there was a kind of big wind there, and uh, I, I basically got in contact with Rhea and said, uh, um, you fancied creating a, a little team? Um, um, well, they kind of grew arms and legs after that. <laughs> but, uh, but that was the original premise. I think we just thought that we would, because what it was, so I've not really explained what it was, that it, that it was um, looking at the Scottish government uh, open data that was available and trying to come up with some insights and then present them in a kind of very informal um, uh, kind of environment uh, to, in theory, uh, another hundred Scottish Tech Army people. Yes, to uh, your peers. And, yeah, and and you know, but it was you know, 
definitely a, an informal situation uh, and, and, and an opportunity to kind of show what we could do. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. and, yeah. and it is, I mean, it's, it's a, it was a grim subject at the end of the day, I suppose, mm -hmm. because we were looking at sort of coronavirus uh, data. Um, but actually, it, it very much, um, very much an important thing to be to be analysing. I mean, we really we want to know what happened. We want to understand what's what's happening. And I think it's great that there's actually open data available for us to be able to do that as well, which is kind of brilliant. Um, so there you are. You, you had a team. They ended up with. I know. <clears throat> I should. Uh, the interviewer shouldn't do so much speaking, but um, I actually put together a team as well, and then two of my two of my team got pulled back to work, uh, back off furlough, and and it was basically me and the other guy, and neither of us <clears throat> neither of us had any of the technical skills required, and it was going to be a post-it note and a sticky board, so um, so we had to withdraw the withdraw the team from from that point of view, but I know that we ended up with, I think it was four teams that went forward, and then three that finally finally presented to, as you say. Um, a, wall, a Zoom wall of, of STA volunteers. Um, how did you get on? I mean, working it wasn't just was it wasn't just the two of you in your team, was it? Was there, did you add more members to your team, Marie? Yeah. So it started out just um, Rick and I, and we came up with a silly name, um, <laughs> the Tidyverse Troopers, and then um, more people started joining. Uh, it actually turns out that those people had no idea what Tidyverse was, <laughs> but we <laughs> stuck neither. with the name anyway. Me neither. <laughs> what is Tidyverse? So it's a, a really lovely package in R, the R programming um, language that kind of brings together lots of different libraries and oh, makes everything. in joke, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so we, Ewan Robertson and Alan Stevenson joined our team. Oh, actually, Alan Kennedy as well, Rick, right? Um, but Alan Kennedy had to drop out because of uh, work yep. commitments as well. But um. Yeah, and then a bit later, Johnny um, joined us from, who is also a Code Clan <laughs> graduate with us. Um, yeah, and it just sort of snowballed from there. I think. Oh, just lost uh, week. Saying like, the informal uh, nature. Oh, did I? I can't. No, you're back. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah, Rick was uh, talking about the informal nature of the challenge, and I think I um, maybe didn't realize. Like I took that to, uh, I don't know what the word is. <laughs> like I took it very informally and then quickly realized as our group got bigger that other people were taking it quite a lot more seriously. And I was like, oh, okay, this is going to be great. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yes, yeah, so you, so you didn't use it. So you, you decided it was going to be informal and actually, you know, it was a full ball gown. <laughs> kind of yeah. So did, was there at any point at it when you felt that you, um, I don't wish I hit, I don't, uh, that you, you kind of felt that you were maybe a bit out of your depth or you weren't quite sure what to do, you know, and how did you, how did you go about addressing that? I mean, did you have a good, strong team where you could turn to people to ask for, for help? Was that, was that available to you? Yeah, do you want to go first, Rick? Yeah, I well, I mean, um, yeah, I think, I think um, it's funny with, in the, in the, in the lead up to it, um, I mean, I remember we, we had our first meeting as a as a as a four or five, it must be a five at that point. Just um, with Alan Kennedy in it, and you know what actually happened in terms of the other team member joining a team was that Shireen had been messaging saying, "Could you take this person on? Could you take that person on?" And in actual fact, two of the people that we were originally going to be in our team either went to another team that then didn't happen, or they just didn't get involved at all. I, I don't really know 
And so um, could I take on Ewan? Could I take on Alan Stevenson and Alan Kennedy? So I said, that all sounds great. And I remember arranging the first meeting, hoping, <laughs> having looked up a few bit their their LinkedIn profiles, hoping that Ewan might take on some kind of project manager role because uh -huh. by far he had the greatest experience. Uh, and, you know, from, you know, professionally, uh, uh, you know, he had lots of experience in the kind of data world, had been in quite a lot of, kind of senior positions as well. So, um, and, you know, so in that respect, if that hadn't happened, then I think we may have been out of our depth a little bit. But Ewan did quickly kind of take charge, of whether it was reluctantly or not, I don't know. But, um, <laughs> but uh, I never, I've never did ask him, but, but, he, but he did. And, and, and that was great. I think in terms of what we actually had to offer as a team, both um, in presentation and also in the technical side of things, I think we, I felt that we had a, something really strong to offer because of some of the things that we'd learned to do. Mm -hmm. um, and so it was never in my, I never had any doubt in my mind that we could actually do something that could be quite cool. Uh, the funny thing is, is that another team that also did something really quite cool came from a completely different perspective and they were all developers. So it just shows you that you don't have to be one or the other, um, but, it, yeah. but it was nice to be able to hold our own, I think. <laughs> That's fabulous. So uh, there you are, you're beavering away quite a thing and your two week agile sort of thing and you're, you're, you've got a, a delivery date for this presentation. And then all of a sudden Alistair tells you that not only are you presenting to you know a Zoom wall full of your peers from the tech army, but you'll also be presenting to Scottish government, including the chief digital officer and the head of service design. Um, and did that change how you felt about the homebrew challenge? <laughs> <laughs> For me, definitely. Uh, I think initial feelings were probably terrified. <laughs> I'm generally a like, pretty nervous public speaker anyway. And um, yeah, these are people that we're presenting to that be potential possible employ like future employers and yeah so that was ex exciting and uh terrifying at the same time for me <laughs> interesting yeah i mean it's funny because uh in, in the lead up to it i didn't think a whole lot about it it's probably only afterwards when i look back at the job titles and realized how senior these people were i, I think when we actually had the the kind of specific kind of on the day feedback or their initial kind of thoughts, I started to realize that we were in a slightly more serious situation. I'm not, I know that obviously the data is serious and, and, and the kind of backdrop of, you know, the history and, you know, as you mentioned earlier, kind of obviously very many sad kind of stories behind a lot of the data. But in terms of um, what it was that we were doing in front of these people, you know, I hadn't, I hadn't really taken it that into account. And I think that's partly because of the fact that right now we spend so much time, you know, on Zoom calls or, you know, on a WebEx or a Microsoft Teams thing or whatever, that, that, it, that, it, that it's, it, it kind of stretches reality a little bit. You, do, you, don't, you don't have quite the same fear, you know. Yeah, it's <laughs> a kind of, it is a kind of leveler, isn't it? Because you don't have, you know, the, the, the one thing about these video conferencing calls, I think sometimes the, the big criticism at the beginning of the, the, the lockdown was people were feeling that um, there's, you lose a sense of personality, you lose a sense of occasion. And actually, I think it's not always necessarily a bad thing that you lose that. And actually, that's a really great example of when, um, when it gave you a freedom to 
to deliver you know without worrying about who was actually in the room in the atmosphere that was that was there at the time so um so we'll take a couple of steps back because three teams submitted and uh, um not submitted but basically presented their findings effectively to the zoom calls and then and then it was decided that actually between the three teams there was a great potential mvp there um, and you were asked to, to work together uh, to deliver that MVP, which was ultimately, you know, you'd be delivering to Scottish Government and they, we gave you a whole week's notice <laughs> to do that. Uh, so how did that work with, with a much, much bigger team uh, sort of in hand? How did, how did that go? Um, I, kind of rocky to start with because uh, we were just kind of merging different uh, work processes, I think. Um, I don't know, I don't want to speak to the rest of my team, but I had the other teams we were starting to work with were using a much more rigorous kind of agile project management style. And it was great to learn all of that, but it was a big, very quick, steep learning curve. Um, but we, yeah, very with that help, it helped it kind of find its feet quite quickly in the short amount of time that we had. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. What about you, Rick? How did you find yeah, it? I think I think definitely uh, that the 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 uh, the other bigger team, um, or the other big team, uh, had um, they had lots of experience, or certainly the, I, I would say in, in terms of the kind of technological side of things. So uh, it was hard to grasp exactly what what needed to be done, and and there was a lot of conversations taking place where I kind of felt that I had nothing to offer because I wasn't entirely sure I understood what they were talking about. Um, so that was hard, but but fun enough. I mean, you and certainly broke down quite a lot of the kind of tech speak for us, you know, um, because just you know, depending on what you know language you're using or system you're using, sometimes one term is just the same, but is meant for something else, and you know, so so you know, anyway, uh, I and and so so it, it, things became a bit clearer. Um, but I think also um, because of the fact that exactly as Lee was talking about, they had a way of working and perhaps ours was a bit more relaxed or, or less defined, I suppose. Uh, we just knew what we needed to get done for mm -hmm. the original presentation. It was, um, yeah, it was harder to get on the program with them, if you see what I mean. But mm -hmm. I could see why something like that worked. Uh, so, you know, it just took us a bit. Ah, so it's been good to have a kind of two different experiences there actually yeah. uh, and, and I, I would imagine I mean from my own personal experience I can tell you that both of those experiences are valid mm. um, and it just it depends sometimes in the context in which you're actually having to deliver something the, 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 the more relaxed one I think sometimes can be a lot more creative uh, whereas the more formal one is actually on the delivery and actually when you combine the two together if you can be relaxed at the beginning and then much more disciplined about how you deliver on, on that creativity well, actually, as they say, the difference between creativity and innovation is delivery. So, um, you know, so it's, it's a kind of a good lesson in that, which is absolutely fantastic. So now having done it, I know that the, the homebrew challenge continues because you're you're being asked to continue to work on um, on that data and on those visualizations. But how do you feel about it now? I mean, does it yeah, Rick, Rick you're just about to go out into the, the workforce. Congratulations. And you know, do you do you feel more confident um, as a Code Clan graduate with a little bit of experience behind you now? Do you feel more confident going into what you're doing next? Do you want to answer? Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah so, um, yeah, I mean, I think it, it, it's funny, actually, because 
I probably did less data analysis on the actual on the on the project. Um, the one thing that I wanted to do, I couldn't get to work. <laughs> whereas whereas um, Ree and Johnny did you know some of the more cool stuff that that did work um, and and ultimately got presented up upon. Uh, although I presented upon what we some of the, what we did, we didn't have anything to show for it, so to speak. So mm -hmm. so that was uh, in some respects it's frustrating, but I think that's probably also a real life lesson that, you know, that, that may well play out in the real world too. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think I'm definitely, ever since I kind of the last few days of Code Clan, when things start finally kind of crystallizing my head about what I was trying to do, you know, I, I feel like a kind of growing momentum. And I think one of the great things about the Scottish Tech Army is that it's given me an opportunity to, to kind of keep that momentum Whereas, you know, if, if I had just been applying for jobs, then, you know, and doing little things on my own, it might have been a lot harder. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, right now, you know, the economy is, you know, ha having a, a bit of a difficulty. And so, so there's a lot of people kind of fighting for the same roles. And I, I don't know what the stats are at all, but, uh, but you get the impression that, that, that it's a bit of a dogfight. So, um, and people are, some people are getting interviews and, and some aren't and uh, and you know it's, it's it's very frustrating so any opportunity to kind of keep your hand in the game is, is really important so yeah and also it's a great environment to to try something and for it not to work mm -hmm. yeah. because you know you know, it, you know what i mean it's, it's but it is it's, a, it's it's great that you actually um you, you you felt that you could do that and and you've and you've learned so much from it as well i mean it's it's not it's not that anything has failed it's just simply that um you were actually fortunately in a position where you could you could test out a theory and and nobody was going to start shouting at you if the theory you know was was not you know couldn't be proved i think that's i think and i think that's great you know to as you say to take those skills that you've learned and apply them in the real in a real kind of environment um and then that you can take that out with you when you go out into the workforce what about you Ri? i mean you obviously i get the impression that you've kind of really enjoyed this whole process that you know yeah definitely so rick kind of touched on the whole um it was really nice to have something to do that wasn't job hunting and uh like completely took my mind off of it for the full three weeks <laughs> which was nice um yeah it was really fun and i think it's one of those things where at the time sometimes you get into a bit of like a sort of coding hole maybe and you're like this is really stressful but immediately afterwards it was really satisfying um uh, so like yeah after the whole process it's like looking back on it it was fun maybe if I didn't realize it at times <laughs> but um yeah and I've learned so much just from the sort of getting stuck in thing and the expert techies in the Scottish Tech Army are like really great and they're so willing to share their knowledge which is makes it a really nice environment to learn as well. That's fantastic and the next time you get nervous about presenting you can just go I presented to the Chief Digital Officer of Scottish Government. I have nothing to be afraid of. I mean, I think that's, that's, that's absolutely a great thing to take away with you as well. Well, listen, guys. Printed on my wall. Absolutely, absolutely. So, listen, thank you very much both for, for joining us today. Uh, I think that's a fantastic message to take out to the rest of the, the Tech Army. Uh, Rick, good luck with your internship. Um, and I hope we'll see you back soon. And, um, Re, I have absolutely no doubt that we will be talking about you presenting to Scottish Government you know, again at some point in the not too distant future. So thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for having us. <laughs> so there are some perspectives of what you can be getting up to just by being part of the Scottish Tech Army. 
From next week, we're going to start focusing on some of the projects that we're working on, both from the organisation's perspectives who are being helped and from the volunteers who are delivering those solutions. Once again, thank you very much for listening. Bye for now.